I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today we have Mr. Derek Sorrell. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks so much for having me, man. Oh, no problem, no problem. Uh, Appreciate you being on. Before we get into our conversation, today's sponsor for the show is Christian Dewan, Positive Energy Through Your Clothes. It's my personal brand. We have all different kinds of shirts, sweaters, hoodies um, for everybody, the baby, the little brother, little sister, cousin, auntie, uncle, whoever. We got it for everybody. Uh, if you use the promo code Underdog Talk, and Underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G, you get 15% off at ChristianDewan.com, and Dewan is spelled D-E-J-U-A-N. All right, let's get into today's conversation. I like your first name because it's basically my name with a J in front of it. So that's, that's right. That's pretty, <laughs> you can't miss pretty, it. You can't mess it up, right? <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't mess up the first name. I just had to make sure I had the last name. So the last one's a little tricky. Yeah, because it depends on you know how you say different things. I'm I'm lucky. I got Eric Jones Jr. Very simple name. You can't mess it up. Nothing of that sort. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you uh we had a conversation we talked um i'm in your facebook group i kind of you know know what you're doing but let's talk about before this happened when you felt like you didn't belong so what was life like like in high school how was things going for you oh man yeah it was a trip like i think generally people liked me back in high school um you know, and, and it's funny that you start there because that's really kind of where I started to realize, like, hey, I'm, I belong somewhere else. I just don't know where, right? And so I was in school. I, was, I didn't take it very seriously. I just didn't feel like that's where I needed to be. And I didn't get good grades. I, I, I would skip school. I actually got caught one time um, roaming the hallways. I saw police officers and all this, and I was like, something's fishy here. I don't know what's going on. And, it, and they took me to the office and they said, hey, um, we see that you just, you've skipped 14 days from school. We've been tracking you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So, but that's, that's what I was into. I was just, you know, I was getting in fights and all that. And um, it was all just because I didn't take it seriously. I just, again, I just didn't, I didn't feel like I was in the right place. I didn't know if college was the thing for me. Uh, you know, I didn't have this future you know, in front of me that made sense. And so I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, it was just a matter of like the people I was around. I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't really um, inspired in that community at the time. Understand. So me and you seem very similar when it comes to high school. I didn't, I felt like, I only went there because it was girls there and my friends were there. Like, I didn't like school. I didn't like learning. Um, I used to skip school. So I remember when you were talking about that, I remember one time me, me and my buddies, we would always leave at lunch. We would go get some food somewhere else. And I remember we're in the car. I see my mom and I'm like, oh, snap. You know how you got to sink down in the sink? I was like, please say she don't see me. Because I didn't care if I got caught at school. But if my mom found out, I knew I was dead. So I I remember skipping school. I didn't take it serious. I'm kind of like you. I didn't really know what my future was like. My mom was like, you can get a job or you can go to school. And luckily, it was one school besides like a community college that actually accepted me. And I was like, well, I'm gonna go to school. I don't know what what that's going to look like, but I'm gonna get away from here because I didn't I didn't like rules. I'm still kind of similar. Like, Like, I'm like, I I don't see why we have to do this. Why? 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 Who made up this to tell me that I should do that? So our high school were very similar. So 
Did you go to college? Did what? What'd you do after high school? What did did yeah. you, you finish school? Right. So funny story. Yeah, I graduated, and I remember my family. They were like, "We want to meet your friends and talk and hang out here at the school." And I was like, "I just want to leave." And <laughs> and so the day I graduated, I was like, "Let's get out of here." Um, I think we went to like Chili's or something and had dinner and and. What I did is I wanted to join the Marine Corps ever since I was like 16 years old. I wanted to join the Marine Corps. I felt like, you know, there was a sense of belonging and camaraderie there. And, you know, it was it was real men. Right. And I was like, wow, that, that's a place that, that might be good for me. Um, my uncle, who's somebody I really admire and respect and look up to, he said, Jay, do a year of college. Just promise me you'll do a year of college. Try it out. And if you end up not loving it and, you know, not wanting to stick around, you still want to join the military after that, then then go for it. And so I went to college and surprisingly enough, I didn't carry on my bad um, tendencies into college. And I actually did well. I got the dean's list. I got straight A's. I think I might have gotten a B. Um, but I just still felt like ah, I need to go somewhere else. And that thing that was going to take me away was the military. I joined the United States Marine Corps. Um, I shipped out in 2007, and it was the scariest, most crazy experience of my life. Just simply just being on the plane and flying out to California, you know, um, to go to boot camp, knowing I wasn't going to talk to my friends or family for months at a time. And that's where I ended up. I, I was in the Marine Corps for four years after, you know, a year after high school. Mm. Okay. That's, and I like for me that was never something I ever thought about because I knew I would never I would never go I never ha I would have to go because of my situation so for uh for me it was nothing I ever thought of it used to be funny to me when they would come up and be like oh so and I'm like I might have a jacket on I'm like yeah I don't qualify so I never you know thought of that route so um I wish I would have had somebody say hey go try out college for one year and see if you like it because I didn't really like it. Like my my uh, I'm a two time college dropout. I remember, though, my second go around, I got like the best grades. I had like a three point like I was doing pretty good. But it always was that spring semester that messed me up because it's party time. It's fun. Oh, no. it's like, <laughs> and I just didn't you know, I never I never finished school because I did because uh, now that I'm speaking and I'm working on, you know, going back into the schools and speak. It's like I didn't understand the importance of uh, education. I didn't understand the importance of gaining knowledge that outside of school, you still going to have to get knowledge, like if you want to be successful. So I didn't understand that at the time. So you well, go to have somebody in your corner that is fighting for you, that, you know, can help spell out a sense of direction for you. Right. And fortunately, I did have my uncle that that talked me into that. And I know my mom and dad were saying the same things, but you know, I lived with them. It was a little, it was a little different yeah. coming from my uncle who I admired. And I think having somebody in your corner, you know, again, that's, that's outside of your direct family, right? Outside of your parents. If you're in school, if you're a kid, you know, outside of your parents, somebody, a friend or, or a colleague or whatever have you, having somebody that, that believes in you and wants to see the best in you is so important. That that is so true, and I think sometimes as younger people we miss out on those people uh, that actually care about us and stuff like that. And I feel like now I'm that person that I work. I work in a school. I'm a teacher. Ironically, who who would have ever thought? But I right. like all the kids. Like, oh, I want to go to Mr. Eric's class, and I'm like, why? Why do y'all like me? Like, I'm like I'm usually like the dad in here and yelling and you know getting y'all under control. But I think, like you said, like, I do encourage them. Like, if they get in trouble, it's not like, oh, it's the end of the Why did you do that? You know, I'll talk to them and stuff. So I definitely understand what it's like to be that person and now being older and understanding having a mentor or a coach or whatever, whatever kind of title. Somebody that's been where you're wanting to go, you need to get them in your life. And you don't want to just have one person. Uh, you want to have, like, a person in finances, a person in spiritual, a person if you're married, a person that's a father. Like you want different people because those people will help you. And as a parent, it's so crazy because like you can have your kid and me and my son, we go play. He plays basketball. He's eight and he's been playing basketball his whole life. Never in the, never listens to me. 
never wants to listen to dad about how to play basketball, but I can take him to a trainer. I can take him to my buddy. Oh, he going to listen. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? But I, I understand it now. It's like, uh, I don't want to listen to you yet, dad. Like, I get it. You know basketball. Yeah. But And it's just funny how that goes as a being a parent and understanding, like, your kid really don't rock with you until a certain time. And when he, do, when he did, he was like, dad, I want you to train me. I said, oh. Oh, you, I said, this is exactly what I said before I get back into, uh, I told him, I said, you're going to love me as your dad, but you're going to hate me as a trainer. He's like, no, I love you as a dad. I know that. I'm like, yeah, you just don't understand, buddy. Uh, when, when you come back and stay with me for the rest of the summer and we train in basketball, you're going to hate me. He was like, okay. And, you know, he don't really get it, but he really going to hate me. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it helps to have perspective, right? I mean, yeah. you know, you grow up in a household, you have one perspective there, but, you know, having somebody outside of the household, it gives you other perspective. You're more willing to listen because they're not in your ear all the time, you know? And so that's something as a kid, you don't realize at the time, but it's like, and as, even as a parent, it's kind of hard to understand, like, well, why doesn't my kid listen to me? But they listen to the other, somebody else say the exact same thing. Well, it's just a matter of like, hearing it in a different way, hearing it from somebody else that you can share a common experience with or whatever have you. And so that's kind of the power of community, man, is like, uh, you know, having having other people in your corner and that, that you can listen to and vibe with, even if they're saying the same thinking thing that the other people are saying to you. <laughs> it does make a difference. De- definitely. So after you, you know, you went to the military. What was life like for you? How, old, how About how old were you and what, you know, what did life look like for you? Yeah, so I was, I was uh, 19 years old when I ended up shipping out to the Marine Corps. Um, since I had a year of school, I got an immediate promotion. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I went to my unit. It took a while because I was a military police officer. So it takes a little while to get to your unit. You got a lot of training to do. Um, and I got there. And, you know, for a little while, it was like, it was great. It was a new experience for me. I was a big boy now on my own. Uh, but really, it eventually turned it. I remember, you know, I was supposed to go to Iraq and something came up and I wasn't able to go. My unit got pulled from the mission and I, I was upset by that. And um, and that kind of started like this downward spiral for me where I was like, well, shoot, that's that's everything that I joined for was to go and and go to Iraq and fight and fight for my country and it got taken away and I was upset about it and then I didn't really after that I was like well I don't I don't want to do that anymore it's like that stinks it really it brought me down um and so I ended up like again getting in that struggle again of like feeling like I don't know if this is where I belong anymore um I sought therapy and because frankly I was suicidal I didn't you know, I didn't know why. I just felt like that was my only answer, you know, after all this time of just trying to figure things out. I felt suicidal. So I sought therapy and didn't end up really ever getting to the bottom of, of that. I got out after four years, immediately started a business. Um, and really, that's, that's actually where I started to find myself, is, when, is right after the Marine Corps, I started a business and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the leadership. I enjoyed helping people and, and growing something, you know, from the ground up. Um, and that was really nice for me. But, you know, if you talk to people in business, business can be lonely. It can be, you know, it's you running the show, right? Even if you've got employees and you got clients to talk to and everything, you know, it's, it can still get lonely. And I, so I still was, you know, trying to find my place for a long time. Um, but yeah, so, but as far as the Marine Corps goes, I think it was a really great experience. It really taught me so much about myself and about, you know, how to work with other people and, and how to do what's right. And it was a really good experience. It just really ended up not being exactly what I wanted for the long term. Understand that, understand that. And I kind of was like that after college, it was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, I um, attempted to commit suicide when I was a kid, but as an adult, I went through that a couple of times where I'm like, ah, skip this. Like, and when you say business, like um, I haven't, I guess I would kind of say I've dabbled into um, entrepreneurship the last like six years. 
and just doing my the podcast and having a clothing line and speaking, I've kind of been doing stuff on my own. And I definitely know how it feels because sometimes your friends, they're not doing that. Or even your mates not doing that. They're like, oh, I want to go to my nine to five. I'm cool. I don't want to do this. But as a kid, I always knew. I was like, man, I'm going to do something different. I just never knew what it was. And I remember my mom um, signing us up for entrepreneur camp. And that's kind of how, you know, thought came up. But I definitely understand the the loneliness because it's like, OK, if I don't wake myself up, if I don't do this, then nothing gets done. And then you might not have an accountability partner. Somebody likes, come on, man, you got it. You, you know, and when you're doing it on your own, it's like this sucks, but it's rewarding at the end. But it sucks at times. And I remember going to therapy because uh, for in the black community, we therapy. What? What is that? We're not going to that. We're not talking to nobody like. But I understood the importance of it, like talking to somebody else besides yourself. And uh, I mean, besides not yourself, besides like other people that are close to you. So I definitely understand that. And so what what did you start off business wise? You say you started a business. Like, what did you do? What were you uh, what was your plans? Did you know exactly what you wanted to do or did you just start a business, Just you know, start a business? Yeah. So I, I didn't really know what kind of business I was going to get into my you know, going back to my family, my uncle and my dad started a, a lawn care business back in the early 90s. My dad ended up exiting that partnership and starting a car dealership. My mom, she had a house cleaning company. So I came from a line of entrepreneurs. So I always like, I think, you know, when you go back, you know, go back to high school where, where everything in my mind, I was, when I think about it, I think part of the reason I didn't care about high school is because I always had that option to just go into business some way, somehow, right? Like, literally, that's what my family did. They, they would just take nothing and turn it into something. And so when I was looking at exiting the military, I remember I was in a class with this guy. He was also exiting. He was like a staff sergeant or something. He had been in for probably 15 years or so. And he was on the phone and he sat back down next to me and he was like, he told me like, oh yeah, I have a cleaning company. I was like, wait a minute. I thought he's getting paid yet. He's a full-time Marine. Like there's no part-time here. He's getting paid to run a cleaning company. And, you know, I thought that was really cool. And I thought, well, my mom has a cleaning company. I actually ended up partnering with her for about a year or so starting out this cleaning business. And, um, it was really great. It, it, it went really well. She did a great job. I, you know, it was my job to make sure it grew. It was her job to, you know, offer good service. Uh, I ended up hiring a few teams and growing the business. And I'm telling you, I am an entrepreneur at heart. It was, I, when I got into business, that was my obsession. I loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. Um, didn't know it was going to be a cleaning company. I had no clue. You know, I, you know, now, here I am like 10 years later. Now I've, now I've managed gyms. I've done other things as well. Uh, and now I'm doing what I'm doing now, which is just really helping small business owners grow their business. Uh, but, but yeah, it was like, I just want to own a business. I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> I didn't really care. I just wanted to grow something. I love, I love that because sometimes we, we as people, we just get into stuff just to get into it. But you say you had a, a family, a line of family. So you knew what it looked like um, from the inside looking out. And that's, that's dope. Cause sometimes people like for me, you know, there ain't, there's not a single solitary entrepreneur in my family. Everybody went to work, probably had the same job for the majority of their life. Like me and my sister are like the first people that kind of got the, I'm going to figure something, I'm going to do something else. And uh, it's difficult. I'm sure it was easier, like, to go into business with your mom because she's been doing it. She can show you some stuff. You're younger. You know some stuff that she don't know. Like, I don't know if I could go in business with my mom just because she always, she knows how to run a business, but she's never been an entrepreneur. So it's, it's different for everybody. And I love that you said as time went on, you helped other people's business. You didn't just, you know, all right, mom. We got us. We we good. I'm gonna go and and you've been helping other people. So throughout that journey of entrepreneurship, um, 
what are what are some things that you so it's kind of a two-part question what are some things that you had to do different because i'm sure you have friends that had nine to fives and stuff like how so how was life different from you and your friends and then what are some things that um was still like bothering you or issues that you were having through entrepreneurship because i'm sure as people listening in their small business they might have a big business but they're entrepreneur and you know they go through different stuff yeah that i love that question and you know the fact is we're you know the, the podcast is called the underdog uh the underdog podcast right like it's yeah. all about underdog and i like for me it's not like like there's nothing particular about me being an underdog except the fact that I just didn't I didn't feel a sense of belonging I was lost and I know there's so many other people out there that feel the same way and it's hard to identify why that is now don't get it wrong I'm not a life coach I don't I don't help people like with trying to find their place but but here's what here's the thing here's what I do help people with I I, I've built a community you know I want to create a community for people um because it turns out, you know, here's, here's where it all goes back to. I'm going to rewind a little bit to, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my professional career. I, I had that company that I started with my mom. I had it for two years and sold it. I sold it because it was growing really fast. I wasn't prepared to deal with the growth. Um, and so I ended up managing gyms and I did that for a while. I was in management for a long time and you know, again, another really good experience, but it was, I was doing that more to learn and to grow. Um, and then I ended up getting back into entrepreneurship again. My real passion is just, has always been in just managing businesses and, and growing businesses. Uh, not so much any certain particular business, but so anyway, here I was like, after all this time, it was like, I want to say 20. 21 actually yeah it was 2021 it was just last year I was um driving up to Beverly Hills and I went to see a friend I she had actually helped me get a certification a coaching certification months prior and she said hey Jay I'm going to be out in California I would love to see you so I go up to Beverly Hills and I see her and I see all these people that she's networking with and I remember thinking holy crap these are people that I, I want to vibe with. These are people I want to be around. And I left that event for the first time in my entire life, excited to be around the people that I had just been around. Does that make sense? Like, you know, I'd been going my whole life trying to find people that motivated me, that inspired and empowered me. And I, I'd had those people, don't get me wrong, but I didn't have that community. My coaching business at the time was really young so you know I just had my one-on-one client those are the people I, that's who I worked with so it felt really lonely still um I left that event I called my girlfriend and I was just beaming I was just so joyful about meeting with all these people that I just met and you know a few days went by and what I did is I made a list of 30 friends in business in my area not even in my area, actually, friends that I grew up with, too, that were in business. And I wrote down a list of all their names. And I made it a point to reach out to all of them and try to connect with them. I didn't know what was going to come from it. I just knew that I had, you know, a lot of friends that uh, that I hadn't really nurtured, that I hadn't really been there for too much. But they were on a similar path as me. And I thought, well, hey, you know, I've, I've already got some really cool people in my life. Um, what what really shocked me is, you know, as, as I was doing those coffees and phone calls with all these people, I ended up realizing something was happening here. I was actually starting to create a community. And before you knew it, I actually had a couple friends that were getting together. Um, you know, I was talking to them about like, Hey, we, we got to start a network of some sort. And I didn't know what that would look like, (laughs) but over time we ended up, we ended up actually starting something pretty legit and you know for several months now going on almost a year at this point you know this is something where i feel like wow i've got i've got people that are passionate about the same things as me 
I've got people in my life that I can just message and geek out about business or or complain about what's going on or call up if I have like a question. I've I've got a ton of people in my network now that when I'm stuck on something in my business, I can just call them up and it doesn't feel weird. It's like feels natural. We're we're having a good time and we're really connected. So so it's been a really cool experience. That's um I don't remember what the first question was that you asked about that, but that's my story. <laughs> yeah, you you answered it uh, without really like kind of answering. So what I got from that was you had a sense of you didn't belong. You still were kind of lonely, but then you created what you needed. And sometimes yeah. people don't get that. You got to create what you need. Uh, exactly. You, you, you called up friends. Hey, I ain't talked to you in about 10 years, but I know you're doing this. You know, I, I seen your mom at the grocery store. She told me this. And now, you know, I'm doing the same thing. And, you you know, you get to talking. And th- and that's really dope because a lot of people that start, me, for instance, uh, like you, you have friends and everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And people don't really connect like that. But then you can get in a community where people have the same mindset of you. And it's like, oh, this is dope. Like, you think like exactly. me? Exactly. There's others like out there. <laughs> yeah. And I've been in uh, online communities, and some of them worked, some of them didn't work. But the people I met were dope. Like, and I see them now, and it's like, man, I can't wait to get to that level that they're at. It's not like, dang, man, how they get there? It's like, man, I ain't been doing what they've been doing. Because I know some people that started off with me, and they're – getting it they're very successful and i ain't talking money i'm talking about just successful in life and it's like wow that's dope and it's is it just like makes your heart when you have that passion it makes your heart smile just seeing other people win and you don't always have that so when for those listening if you don't have a community create a community like eventually i'm gonna have a community of underdog successful underdogs and like that's you know people are gonna gravitate to that you have the professional connection people gravitate to that from all over the place like uh i not i think two interviews ago it was a guy from that group and he doesn't even live here he lives in a whole yeah. other country and it's like yeah. people from all over is is super dope so kudos to you for just taking taking the courage and saying all right this is what i need let me create this and now you're helping people from all over and it, then it, i don't even know how me and you became friends on facebook but you're you you know you used to live in indiana so it's like oh we kind of got a connection and you know our names are sim- very similar and so that gives us another connection but it's just connecting with people that think like you helps you get to your goals like if you're I always tell students, like, if you're a CB student, stop hanging out with the CB students. Go hang out with the yeah, A and B exactly. students. Exactly. Because right. you're going to win. It's like, I don't know if you watch basketball. Like, it's kind of like Kevin Durant. Uh, he was winning, but he was, he was just missing it. He joined the Warriors. Bunch of winners, he won. He left the Warriors. Mm. They won without him because they're a winning culture. You got to get around winners. Winners win. Losers lose. Yeah. It's very simple. So, from creating, you know, yeah. when we were building this community, we were we were realizing that there were so many other people out there. Because you got to think, we we're all craving human connection. There's nobody mm-hmm. out. There's no human out there. I, I'm an introvert, but I still crave that human connection. And you know, I, I started to realize after talking to these business people, these leaders. I started to realize like we're all yearning for the same thing and there's not something out there for us. Yeah, you've got your referral networking groups and you've got your Facebook groups where people are pitching their products and all this, but but I wanted something where we could really connect and bond and really build relationships and sure, help each other grow our businesses too. That's going to be a a byproduct of it as well, but you know, like you said, if you, if it doesn't exist, go and create it. Or join the professional connection. Yeah, we got people all over America. You know, we got people in Texas, California, Indiana, wherever. You, and then Raph, yeah, over down in um, Peru now. Um, you know, but it's all about human connection. And so I just wanted to throw that in there. You know, it's like, um, I think that's really important. You know, we're all craving that. So let's let's have that. 
you know, let's create that for each other. You're you're spot on with the human connection. Like when COVID hit for me, I'm an extrovert. I'm like, what? I can't go nowhere. I can't talk to nobody. Nobody can come over. What am I supposed to do? And (laughs) that was where I connected with myself. And I found out was and then because you because before you go and get these communities and you have to know who you are because you're gonna you could like you said there's all different kinds of Facebook groups all these different things and you'll join because they might have the information that clicks that light on of what you want to do but they might not be right for you because I've had different coaches and none of them were bad coaches some of them just weren't for me and some of the communities I was in wasn't for me so like you said get around who you I always tell kids get around what you're doing like you can't play football and be around a soccer player you can't run track and uh be around a kid that uh wins the eating contest it just doesn't make sense so you got to get around people that are just like you and no matter what you do or who you are as a person there's other people in the world that think and act just like you so don't be like oh there's no uh, the people around you might not but there's people in the world that think like you there's billions of people in the world so there's a percentage of the world that needs you and then wants you to be there but you have to find yourself and and it so- elevates your your potential like mm. you know one thing i found with uh for example mark rodriguez he's in the professional connection he's one of the founders of it uh what i found when i went and had coffee with him was that i wasn't dreaming big enough i sat down with coffee with him and i was like man my dreams are these are child's play and you know if i'm being really honest it never would have turned into what it is had i not had coffee with my good friend mark you know and and that's the power of getting around people and people who inspire you, like you say, get around people that make you grow into the person that you want to become, not the person you used to be or the person that you are. I mean, I got you can you can talk to your friends about, you know, how great the high school days were and all that. And that's fine and dandy. But that's that's in the past. Let's talk about the future. You know, I sat down with Mark and and he was telling me about, you know, flying all across the country and managing this this nationwide business and, you know, educating people all across the country. And I said, holy smoke, and starting a university. I was like, wait a minute, man. I was like, my dreams are little. These are child's play. Let me dream bigger. But that's the power of getting around the right people. Definitely. So I remember um, I was volunteering for a basketball camp in Chicago. And my roommate, one of um, the guys I was in community with, and he was like, his his goal was to be a billionaire. And I, like, this is a conversation I'm having with somebody face to face in the same room, you know, we're ending the day. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even, I'm not even close to dreaming big. He said he want to be a billionaire. And then, you know, he's explaining what he does and all this. And I'm like, oh, that's possible for you to do. So let me figure out how is it possible for me to do what I need to do and be able to make that amount of money or just be that successful. Because I think, People fail to realize when you're chasing money, money's not going to come to you. But when you're becoming a better you, the money will come to you because you're going to be valuable. You're going to serve people. Like like when you were around um, Mark and he's like, yeah, your dreams ain't big enough. You're sitting there like, hold on. What? Okay. Um, how can my dream, how do I get bigger? Or just listening to him and you're like, he done been all over the world. I only been down the street and up to, uh, around the corner. Um, yeah. yeah, let me let me figure, let me figure this out, and then you know it's one yeah. thing to say, uh, oh, I want to be a billionaire. It's another thing to say, hold on, but why? What are you going to do to get there? Right? Just like what you said, what are you doing to get there? And you and you saw what that person was doing, and it's like, okay, I got you. Now let me let me talk to you a little bit more. Let me see what you're really doing. What's going on behind the scenes? I'm gonna I'm gonna copy that in my own way and find a way to make it. You know, if that's what I want to grow into be, then I'm going to do some of the things that you're doing as well. Exactly, because you realize successful people, they, it's really about fixing problems. Like anything we do, it's about fixing problems. The problem you fix is connecting people and building a community where other people think like other people, but they might not be in the same city or even in the same state or even in the same country. And now 
you're solving a problem of, okay, let's connecting people that think alike. Now, you know, I've done an interview with a couple people, talked to some other people. You set me up with the other guy, me and him going to do some stuff. And it's like, you're solving a problem for people. And now you're going to be successful because you're getting better as, as you. You're not getting better for other people in a sense you are, but you're getting better for yourself. And that's where that human connection comes in because you see somebody that's making millions or very successful in what they do. And you're like, what are you doing behind the scenes? Because everybody don't have a thousand uh, followers. Everybody that's successful don't have, ain't on social media. So when you meet those people and you get to talk to them, what are you doing? What, what can, how can I do? Oh, that's what, oh, I just need to subtract a couple things and add this. And it's so dope when you find out it's not nothing major that they do. It's just about being consistent and having discipline. So that's right. They're just putting their energy and effort into the right things. You got so many people out there that are so busy. They're busy, busy, busy. They got, you know, five businesses, but that doesn't mean anything. You got to put your time and effort into the thing that's going to take you where you want to go and not get distracted. Right. It's like, it's about, using your time appropriately yeah and you you were just talking about me <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie so i oh, got really? you know, i work i got the podcast i got the clothing line i'm speaking and you have to find that one vehicle that one yeah. there's you want to you can do all those different things but you got one vehicle my vehicle is my voice speaking so it's like all right you want to do all these things, but get that vehicle going, get that vehicle moving. And once that vehicle moves, everything else starts to happen. So don't, don't think that you're exactly. doing something too busy. You got to be productive. You got well, to figure out like, like what you say, like, you know, my voice, you know, that's the thing that's going to get me there. Right. Like you, you already know, like the thing that you need to focus on is, is this. Is bringing like you're already doing it. You're bringing people together through through your podcast. I mean, if you can do that, if you can bring people together, if you can create a community around that, then everything else is going to take care of itself. But yeah, you got to have your foundation. Yeah, it's 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 like the uh, what's the three bears? The first one, you know, the first two didn't have a good foundation, and that third one had a foundation. And it didn't, you know, nothing happened to it. Not saying that because you got a foundation, nothing's going to happen. That's not true. Stuff's going to happen no matter how much money you got, how successful you are, how less you got. But you just got to have a foundation that keeps you going because life's going to happen. Life's going to punch you in the face. Somebody might pass. You might get sick, whatever. You might, you know, not make money for two or three months or you might get fired, whatever the case may be. You got to have that foundation of, all right. I knew this was going to happen. Let me keep going because if, or you have that community where somebody has been in your situation. Oh, I remember getting fired and I was in the middle of going in my business. This is what I did. Now you know what to do because you're in the right community. You have to be in the right circle. If you want to win, it's not, is it's not hard. Your network is your network. It's about who you know. If you don't connect with those right people, if you're not connect, if you want to be a millionaire, stop connecting with people that live in check to check. It's very simple. It's, yeah. it's not it's not hard to be successful. You just got to go out there and do it. So and nurture those relationships, right? It's like it's not you don't just get to meet somebody that's ahead of you one time and you talk to them every three months or six months. No, you got to nurture that relationship. You got to let them know that you're there for them and. And by being there for them, they're going to be there for you and give to that relationship. And I see that missing in a lot of business owners, you know, because we talk a lot about like social media and growing through social media. It's not all we do, but it's just one of the things that we do. And, you know, people tell me like, Jay, I'd like to get to, you know, 10,000 or 100,000 followers on social media. So my business will do well and make money. And I say, okay, you got 400 followers right now. Tell me, when's the last time you messaged them? When's the last time you engaged and interacted with them? Uh, I've never engaged or interacted with them. Okay, well, what's going to change then when you have 100,000 followers? Then you're just going to be ignoring 100,000 people. You're still not going to be making the impact that you want to make. You're still not going to be successful. It all comes down to being consistent and giving to those relationships. A business can be built on 200 followers. 
I've got, dude, I don't have very many followers. I got less than 500. But guess what? I got a lot of friends. I am connecting with every one of those people. I DM them. I have a schedule. I'll DM. You'll, you'll get a DM from me eventually. I'm going to DM you. I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to see how you're doing. Not because I want your business, because frankly, I don't, I don't really work with a whole lot of people in my coaching. I, you know, like, I, I just, I just want to connect with you. I just, and that's all it comes down to. Is like, so you talk about, you know, getting around. Yeah, you want to be a millionaire? Yes, get around millionaires. But more than that, build those relationships. It's not, you can't just shake hands and then you're a millionaire. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta network. You gotta be friendly with them. You gotta take them to coffee. You gotta give value to them as well. Right? Yes, definitely. Um, I remember it was a couple guests ago, um, and one guy, um, he was like, he took he was he, he asked his friend his friend was a little further than him he was like i got i think he said fifteen hundred dollars to take you out to eat or just to ask you some questions and he was like no you cool you don't got to he's like no i remember you told me you did that that's how you got to where you're at so that's what i'm gonna do and you gotta you know do that or you gotta ask questions too don't be scared because somebody is a ceo or somebody is this because guess what they ask questions too you gotta yeah. you gotta stop being scared um, of getting gaining new relationships. I remember Drake came out with the song "No New Friends." No, you need new friends. New friends are gonna get you yeah. new money. New friends are gonna yeah. get help you be a new person. Because when you get around, like you said, those successful people, you learn little stuff that they do behind closed doors, and those little things help you become a better person, and then that helps you become a better business person. So it's about um. It's, so I remember, I forgot who I was talking to. I remember connecting with somebody. I was It was a podcast. I was talking about it. But I remember somebody was like, I want to pray for you. I said, what? I've never heard that besides somebody in the church say they want to pray for me. And I thought that was the dopest thing. And that was somebody that, you know, I didn't know too long, but they were like, I want to pray for you. Or people that you don't know telling you that they're proud of you. I see what you're doing. You're like, hold on. I ain't seen you like a post ever. But they see what you're doing. It's not always about the likes and the followers. It's about those connections and building those relationships. I've messed up some relationships that that hurt my business. I ain't going to lie, just from being immature. And you have to realize, like, when you start getting around new people, that old stuff that you used to do is not going to work. Like, you can't yeah, be an old person and think you're going to you step into a new you. Yep. And a new you going to take a new you for another level and a new you and a new you. Like, you got to keep growing. It's just like how when you get older. It took me 36 years to be 36. Like, it's going – like, I have to keep getting better every year, every day. If you get better 1% every day, you'll be a better person at the end of the year. So – Isn't it a trip to think about somebody that you knew, like, two years ago or five years ago, and it's like, I am a whole different person than the man you met back then. Right. Or 10 years ago or 20 years. It's like it's really crazy to think of that, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, it's so crazy because it'd be situations where the old me wants to come out. And I'm like, nope, you can't do that. Like you can't <laughs> you can't do it. And I would be like, yeah, like I would say probably if my ex-wife was around me on a daily and all that, she'd be like, oh, she could tell like you're a little different or just friends like, oh, you don't do. I don't go out anymore. What am I going out for? Stop asking me to go out. Stop asking me to go to the club, any of that. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm yeah. staying at home. I would rather be a dad in my dad clothes, watching a movie and chilling on a Saturday than going out and spending money to come home and be like, man, I spent all this money and I benefited. Nothing, nothing happened. I didn't build a new relationship. None of that. You know, it's just, it just you. When you become a new you, you start to look at the old you and be like, man, I used to do some silly stuff. I used to waste a lot of time. <laughs> so can you give listeners three tips on how to connect with other people? Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be social media. It could be in person. But how can, you know, people connect with other people um, to help themselves? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. You know, I think the first thing I would say is this. You know, keep it, start simple. Just reach out. Don't overthink it. Just literally, I tell people this all the time. Send a message, whether it's text or a DM or whatever, 
and just let them know, hey, how you doing? How's your week going? Right? Like start with that. That's step one. Is just that initial, how are you? I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. That's all you got to do. Don't and don't expect anything to come from it because you send 50 or 100 of those out, you might hear back 25. You know, um, but start there. Number two. A week later, two weeks later, whatever it is, follow up. Hey, happy Monday. Hope you've been doing well. If they, if you had some banter back and forth, then just a simple, you know, maybe they told you about their kids playing soccer. So just follow up on that. Um, so, and you can even like, you know, take some notes. Cause I talked to so many people, I have to take notes. Otherwise, you know, sometimes it just gets lost and time. I forget who, who, who said what sometimes, but um, so take notes, like figure out what you're going to follow up with on the next time. Uh, and then the third thing I would say is this, don't have expectations. Too many people, especially like in business, I see this all the time. They, they say, Hey, I've, I, you know, I, I'm reaching out. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to a lot of people, but I'm not getting any business from it. Like what's going on here? Well, the fact is you got to get rid of the expectation. Don't try to pitch people. Don't think about your offer and your product and everything. You just have to make friends. You just have to build the relationship. And if you can do that at the core, then you're going to have so many people cheering for you and your success that your business is going to take care of itself. And if you're not a business owner, same thing applies. People are, are going to look out for you and they're going to care for you in whatever fashion it is because you were there for them you checked in on them when nobody else did, and you were consistent. So I'll summarize. <laughs> I, those are three. Those three things. One, reach out, no expectation. Two, follow up. Again, no expectation, just following up and being a good person. And and number three, I think it was no expectation as well. Just just literally go into it to make a friend because they'll be there for you. Definitely, I I love each one of them because they're simple. And that something that I know I need to work on, like um, the reaching out part, because there's people that call or text and, you know, you get busy with life and then you look up like, dang, I forgot they caught. So sometimes you just got to um, you got to have that balance of having relationships with people and understanding that relationship with each person. Like you said, don't have expectations because you might have friends you've been friends with for years, but your relationship changes and you like, all right. I can't really talk to them about business, but that's still my homie or that's still my home girl or whatever the case may be. Um, so before we get into how people can reach out to you, I need an underdog quote. It could be something you live by. It could be something you saw today. It could be, you know, a quote you heard, but give the people um, a quote that they can take from today and be like, all right, I'm okay. I'll give you something that's super on topic with what we've been talking about. And you might have even alluded to this already, but you are an average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's by Jim Rohn. And I think that's probably the most important quote of my life. Get around the people, like you've said, get around the people that you want to inspire and empower you and take you to where you want to be. And that doesn't have to be, you know, if you want to make a million dollars next year, well, then get around people with a higher net worth. If you want to be a better family person, well, then get around other people that are there for, you know, that, that are good family people, whatever it is that you want to be. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be business success or anything like that. Just get around the people that you want to be like. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. Cause you have to, you have to get around the people that you want to be like. And like you said, it doesn't have to be about money. It could be about, so for me, um, before we get into how people can reach out to you. Um, I didn't think about marriage. I really didn't see a lot of successful marriage, but then I saw successful men be married. And then I started talking to married men and seeing the joy in it. And it's like, okay, let me try this out. I've been with this woman for X amount of years. We got kids. Let me, you know, let me do that because I got around married men. If I wouldn't have got around them, I wouldn't have never thought about getting married. I'd have been like, yeah, we just going to be together. And you have to get around people of what you want. It don't matter what, what it is that you want out of life. You got to get around those people. Um, I appreciate you because this is a great conversation. 
um, about human connection because we're connecting and people can take a lot from this just by listening to our conversation, listening to the different things we said, especially your story, how you felt alone for a long time or like you didn't belong because a lot of people feel like they don't belong. They just don't know what to do next. Um, so again, I appreciate you. So let the people know how they can reach out to you, how they can uh, get connected with the prof professional connection. Okay, so there's two things I'll recommend. One, Instagram is always really easy. You can find me as long as you can spell my name. It's J-E-R-I-C, last name S-O-R-R-E-L-L. -L. Find me on there. It's Instagram.com slash Jarek Sorrell. Or even better, um, go on to Facebook and just type in the professional connection. And we have a whole community there, people that are just, they just want to grow, they want to learn, they want to develop, and they want to meet other really great people in their lives as well. So Instagram and Facebook, both really good places to go to find me. I love it. Yes, definitely go check out the Professional Connection. They have great connection with people. They got stuff going on every week to help you become a better person, better business person, business owner. They got a lot of great different things. Um, you can reach me, Underdog Talk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Underdog Talk um, Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email, tell me good or bad things. If you got a guest that you forgot how to get in touch to with them, whatever the case may be, that's how you can reach out to me. And before we get out of here, do you have any closing words? Oh, wow. Any closing words? I would say this, man. You know, if you feel if you feel like the way that I've been saying, like, you know, maybe I don't I don't know where I belong. I don't know who I want to get around. Get find find some people that elevate you. You know, everything comes back to the people that you're around. So so that'd be my thing. If you don't feel like you belong, get around people that you can belong with. And that might mean you know, going to a chess club. It might mean, you know, getting into a business group. I don't know what it looks like. Playing a sport. Um, but as long as you're around good people, you're going to be in good hands. And on that note, peace, one love.